All right. What's up, guys? And welcome to the Love and Thunder podcast, episode number... 16. Okay, marching forward, 16. Lucky number. That's my number. I'm your host, Dave Lipson. And I'm Camila Bambesme, co-hosting we, today. We, we know each other. We like each other. Sometimes. We got married, Most had times. kids, did the whole thing. And we got a great show for you guys today. We're going to talk a little bit about all different types of health markers, uh, blood glucose, insulin sensitivity, blood pressure, all kinds of awesome stuff that you need to know as a person who wants to thrive, not just survive through life, as well as for the first time, we're going to be taking live calls from, I don't even know who is out there. We'll have to see who calls in. Very exciting. um, With some questions that we're going to answer right here on the spot. So why don't we just kick this thing off, Cami? I know you wanted to talk. Like you, you had um, you had gadgets today. You got something in the I know, mail. No, I became a little bit more robotic today. And you gotta get. You have your gadget. Where's your gadget? Oh, it's on my arm, but it's under my. It's not the microphone. No. You I, you're wearing one of those insulin monitors. One of those, one of those CGM. blood sugar. Okay. Do, do, so do. tell us what 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 is it now that you're half. Cammy half cyborg. Yes, that is correct. I am now part of the new generation FAI, yeah, F-me. Cool. <laughs> um, Elon yes. Musk said it was going to happen, and guess what? We're here. Yes. Cammy cyborg. If I say things today, it might not be fully coming from me. She's going to be the first <laughs> robot no control. to tell me that robots have feelings, too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I... Just got my, um, it's called continuous glucose monitoring. Wow, that's a... Continuous glucose monitoring? Yes. How does it work? Does it like, do you have to prick yourself? Is it already in your skin? Like, how does it work? Well, so it's like this round plastic thingy. Okay. That I think has like little robot in it. So it's like the nicotine patch? Yeah, but there's like a needle that like is attached to it. it. That's in, in it. So it's like in me. It's like attached okay. to me. In All right. Me. So I'm already thinking and about the cranial implant, but keep going. Yes. Okay. And uh, what it does is it's like hooked up to my phone. Yep. And I like can scan it through the day. How much your it, glucose right now? Jake, you want me to pull your phone out? Well, my phone is. We're recording oh, on my right, phone we'll right now. Out. I can tell you. <laughs> but then I. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> let me talk. Okay. Jeez. Yeah. But then I scan it through the day and it tells me what my um, glucose level is at. Okay, So back up for a second. Why? Like, Why you, would I do that? Yeah, why would you do that? I mean, you don't have diabetes. Yeah. You're not pre-diabetic. I don't think you are, at least. No. And uh, like, as somebody who's just kind of like, what is, who's seemingly healthy without any mm-hmm. issues, like, why would somebody be interested in even monitoring this? Yeah, so I think that for me, especially, I'm like 34 now, going towards... 35. Yeah, that would the be the next, next number. number. That's the next number. Yep. Um, <laughs> it's late, okay? Well, I'm getting a call. Hello? No, stop <laughs> it. Um, uh, I've had a baby, yep. and it's just like my hormones are changing a lot, and I've noticed that a lot of the things I do are not affecting me the same way. And I want to have... When you say not affecting you the same way, meaning like you're not responding to training the same way I'm you not did. responding to training the same way. I'm not responding to food the same way. So I want to see like what is affecting me more or less. So as women like get older, we tend to have like more stress, more cortisol, and we get uh, our relationship with insulin start to differ where like we can't really eat as much carb as we used to. So I want to see more in detail, like what type of trainings affect my glucose level more 
and um, what type of food affect my glucose most. So you, you maybe you think you're eating healthy. You're like, oh yeah, I have this like salad with this dressing on it and it's low carb so it shouldn't spike my blood sugar and mm -hmm. I shouldn't get a big insulin response and you might find out that that's actually not true. Yeah, and at the opposite, like you might be eating rice and that doesn't spike mm -hmm. your, your uh, glucose at all. So I'm just very curious because I feel like I have this gut feeling about certain food that I eat that I'm like, like when I eat X, Y, and Z, like I do feel more of like um, a response of having like maybe a little bit too much glucose in my system or I'll feel tired after it. Even so you'll, though you'll eat a food, meal and get sleepy. Yeah, right. even though those food don't have like any carbs. So it could be just like, honestly, like a high fat meal that could even do that. Well, so I've been noticing that with certain type of whey protein okay. that I'll, I'll I'll drink it and then I'll feel a little sleepy after. Okay. Um, so I'm also, I also want to see like if when I eat like too much protein or certain type of protein, how that affects my glucose level. So this is for me like a full on curiosity, like trying to learn as much as I can about myself, especially as I'm getting older and as my hormones are changing and body are changing. I want to keep my inflammation down. Well, let's, let's back it up for a second though, because I think people out there may or may not even understand the role of glucose in your body and its processes <laughs> and performance and all that stuff. And we can kind of break that down in some simple terms, mm -hmm. but basically like we, we really don't want people spiking their blood no. sugar too mm -hmm. much too often throughout the day. The reason for that is because every time you spike your blood sugar, and you can do it pretty easily with like anything that's kind of like highly processed, carbohydrate dense, sugar laden type of food, or just eating a big meal, mm -hmm. or even certain types of foods you might even find out really spike your blood sugar, uh, or that happens too frequently, every time it, it, it goes on, you have to remove that excess blood sugar mm -hmm. from your bloodstream to auto-regulate your body. And so your pancreas is tasked with secreting insulin. And if that happens too frequently, you can become resistant to insulin where you're always kind of in a state of storage because yeah. insulin's role is to take excess energy and store it in the form of muscle glycogen or in adipose fat tissue. Yes. And so if you are becoming resistant to it, that's how you end up with people saying like, I don't understand, I'm eating 2,000 calories a day and I still have this tire around my waist. Yeah. Or um, or even just kind of feeling constantly sleepy in addition to the fact that hyperinsulinemia, which is a chronic state of too much insulin yeah, yeah. in the blood, we know is, is, is highly connected with most chronic diseases, heart disease, diabetes, Alzheimer's, cancer. So yeah, not something we really want. So for long-term health, you definitely want to look at that and your insulin sensitivity and the tests to get if you're looking at blood work, B1, to kind of check out your fasting glucose, but also to look at things like A1C yeah. and your IGF-1, yeah. your insulin-like growth factor to see where that is in the spectrum. Is that all looking in line? Because if those things are all elevated, that points to some level of insulin in, uh, resistance and you can reclaim that resistance, which is so awesome, right? I mean, there are always ways for you to resensitize and retrain your internal metabolics so that you can be a highly efficient machine when maybe those, those spikes that get really um, kind of tall and wavy become a little bit more granular throughout the day. That's a word I use, granular. Yes. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's why somebody would want to look at that, right? Yes, and, yes. You want to look at that and, you know, going back to like the tire around the waist, um, it's, it's a sign of insulin insensitivity. So you might be 
cutting. You call me insensitive. <laughs> Sometimes you are. <laughs> um, and, the, and the thing is that you might be cutting the calories a lot and you're like, okay, my calories are coming down, but somehow like my, you know, my weight isn't or the body isn't changing. And that could be correlated with your, your cortisol or the, what you're eating is constantly still spiking that, that sugar up. Um, and it's not just like, it's not just what you eat, but it's when you eat, it's how much exactly. you eat. It's the timing of all yes. of it. Uh, you know, we talk about things like, hey, there are certain periods of time where it can be advantageous for, at least for muscle growth and muscle protein synthesis to try to spike your blood sugar maybe after some intense heavy lifting to use mm -hmm. that insulin response to try to drive nutrients into muscle cells and uptake all those nutrients so it can kind of heal yeah. and remodel and grow. But if you're not sensitive to it, you can't do that. It doesn't matter, that. yeah, because you're just, you're just going to end up kind of fat, right? It's contextual. Mm -hmm. and, and, and the other thing is, you know, there's, there's a lot of ways to try to um, minimize um, that amount of glucose in your body and would be things like eating smaller meal, drinking a lot, exercising is a great way. But it's not just but high glucose or low glucose because you don't want you don't want any extreme. You just no, want the we're right talking, level. We're talking of a lot about glucose. high glucose because that's what most people so in terms of, are at and In terms of with. numbers, if I remember the scale correctly. Wait, let me finish with what I was saying. For, for that fasting <laughs> glucose though, like if somebody is like looking at their blood test yes. and wondering, they'll obviously see if it's in or out of range, but typically the range is like it, it, it caps at like 100, right? Nanograms per deciliter or something like that. It's um, a milligram per um, nanoliter, I think. One of those, yeah, okay, so a, a hundred, that I think 100 is the point where it's starting to get kind, kind of high well, so and almost out of range. So if you're, in, if you're trying to do like, uh, be in ketosis, you're trying to stay between 70 and 90. Yep. Um, and then when you eat a meal, it might go up to 130, but then you kind of want it back at 100 or under like two hours after that meal. Got it. So, and there's a difference between like your fasting glucose versus like immediately after a meal, obviously you would see a raise mm -hmm. in blood sugar. Okay. Like fasting would be first thing in the morning. Um, okay, cool. So, hey, can we switch gears and talk a little bit about some other health Wait, markers? I just okay. wanted to finish one thing. Please. Because this is... Another part of why I do this is to really see the effect of training on me and see if the way I train is helping myself or if it's hurting me. And again, as like women age, there's some type of training. Like for example, if you do long endurance type of training, yep. for some women, it, as you get older, you start to raise your cortisol. Okay. So I really want to do this to see if for me, interval training, which is supposed to be great for IGF-1 yep. or long endurance without the high intensity and low intensity if it correlates more in a healthier way to train with me. It so this is not just at. for food, but it, I want to see how I respond to training itself. Yep. I, it'd be interesting to look at. It kind of depends on what kind of state you're actually going into the workout in because like, if you go into like a high intensity interval training workout without a lot of blood sugar, you know, just a fasted state, mm -hmm. basically, you know, th that would be a catalyst for actually stimulating glucagon, which would mobilize, mm -hmm. you know, stored glycogen back into glucose where you might see a raise in your blood yes. sugar because of the workout. But then you want to keep following it after through the day, because if your average gets lower, yep. that's helping you. But funny enough, like after I eat a big meal, what really helps my blood sugar come down is like a hard 10 minute walk or getting on yeah. the bike, right? Which also helps facilitate digestion. And I think like... Um, but different, again, it's 
different guys and girl. Yeah, it's it's probably our body works so different, and the more I'm like learning about it, the more drastic it is. So as you kind of come up with protocols and ideas, I think one of some of the common ones for regaining insulin sensitivity or just controlling your blood sugar is one to eat lower glycemic foods. So there's a glycemic index mm -hmm. that's basically telling you how much this food is going to affect your blood sugar. So moving to things maybe certainly away from the highly processed stuff that is so calorically dense to maybe like more natural whole foods or mm -hmm. vegetables or certain types of fruits that are just kind of of a lower sugar value can be important. Fasting can probably help that as well, right? Like, Fasting is great. And I know that we do something sometimes Fasting where... is great for so many things like rebal rebalancing your gut biome, like giving your hormones a little break, but also definitely um, increasing your insulin sensitivity. So when you eat something that is not so sweet, it tastes sweet again. So sometimes we do like, actually a lot of the time during the year, we, we end up doing some version of like an inter intermittent fast where we don't eat a big meal until one or two o'clock in the afternoon. The well, we morning. do it almost every day. It, it's been yeah. mostly fasted. <laughs> and uh, the way that we'll do that is it's not that we won't have anything, but we usually have maybe like a cup of coffee with some collagen and MCT oil. And we actually have some friends who have done the same thing, but with like a stick of butter. We don't do the stick of butter. No. It's like, still like, it doesn't work for my stomach or yours. But um, there's a really cool company here called Strong Coffee that sent me a care package. It's really and good. This is... And I'm a um, hard... Let's see. I'm this a is, fancy, fancy coffee person. This is grass-fed collagen, MCT coconut oil, L-thionine, and what's called Neurofactor in instant coffee that you literally just put in a cup. You can have it hot or cold. You froth it up for like 10 seconds, and you can put some ice cubes in. It tastes delicious, and you could basically use that to try to do some version of an intermittent fast where this will help you with uh, energy, mental acuity, and most importantly, like not feeling constantly hungry just to get over that, that, that hunger and give you some sense of satiety. Also your brain health too, right? Yeah. MCT, MCT oil is just, it's just great. And along with that, it's funny cause like, is it time for a call? No, no, no. Not, not we're gonna talk, I want to talk about blood pressure a little bit because I think that was one health <laughs> I'm marker. I'm excited for the That calls. was one health marker you want to talk about, which is obviously relevant to you because I know your glucose and, and IGF-1 likes to have tested high sometimes. Like one thing that I'm concerned with and keep an eye on and a lot of guys and girls deal with it is just higher blood pressure. And my blood pressure, it's not like like clinically like, hey, you need to go on blood pressure medication, but it's kind of like right on the cusp of like it's 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 kind of like the first range of hypertensive yeah, it's like a little and, yep a little it's a, scary it's, just a it's like it's a, a little scary. I, sometimes i want to be like you know what just be fucking high so i can just give me the meds and be done with this yeah but, but you don't want to be on meds exactly and um and you know what i've noticed as a guy first i've always kind of had higher blood pressure because i've always had a lot of muscle mass and yeah that stuff does like run in my family and you also stress bit. out of your freaking stress mind. out of my mind yeah <laughs> there are factors that really contribute to this so the big one that has contributed to to my blood pressure getting higher number one is just like overall body mass like body weight mm -hmm. and people take this for granted like the bmi body mass index whether it's muscle mass or fat mass, like I don't think your body really cares in terms of blood pressure because it's a one-to-one -one relationship where yeah. once my body weight starts getting like over 245, the blood pressure is just too fucking high. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a, lot, a lot to feed. It's a lot to feed. And, um, you know, I think um, like when people are looking at their blood pressure, there are norms. I think you've heard, seen everything from like, okay, normal is 110 over 60 or 120 over 70. 
you know, for me, I'm always like one of those guys that tests like 130, 140, sometimes 150. But if I make some specific changes to my lifestyle, I can get it under control and back into a good range. So I, I sent you like a screenshot of my blood pressure test the other day and it was one, <laughs> 109 over 75, which technically was normal. But for me, like I've started to run. So like aerobic activity mm -hmm. helps with that. Um, I tried to lose a little body weight. So I went from like 245, now I'm closer to like 235 and that helped. Um, and then from a dietary perspective, like pulling back on carbohydrates, yes. pulling back on processed food, and just eating more whole foods, specifically ones with potassium. So that's why I got my little banana. Hello, is this? It's a doctor calling. You gotta get your potassium, he says. So um, introducing foods like that, and even like people don't realize spinach. There's probably more spinach uh, potassium per you know per unit in spinach than even a banana. But that really helps. Um, and then I've even noticed like um, certain types of supplements or medications that aren't necessarily blood pressure medications. Mm -hmm. So this was recommended to me by one of the doctors that I work with at Live Health, the Human Optimization Clinic. And she was saying like, hey, you should try some Tildalafil. If you guys are familiar with this, it's actually street name Cialis, which mm. is like sex drug. You know, mm. like boner pills. Well, that explains and a lot. She said, you'll love it. You'll get awesome pumps in your workout. It'll bring your blood pressure down a in good 10 points. In your workout. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And it did. I get low dose Tildalafil, and it, it takes <laughs> your blood pressure down <laughs> 10 points, gave you some fun, fun stuff. And uh, I think, you know, people don't realize when I was younger, I was like, ah, whatever, high blood pressure. Now as I get older, I start to realize that, like, the comorbidities mm -hmm. are like one to one. Like you don't want high blood pressure. Yes. It gives you lots of issues. And even some issues that I'm dealing with now where like with my blood pressure always being a little high, my kidney function has always been a little mm -hmm. bit low because those things have a congruent relationship. And I feel like we're both like that now. Yep. Like at the end of my, my competitive career, I like didn't realize how broken down I was, like both my body and my hormones. And, uh, you know, as you get older, everything gets harder. Mm -hmm. And I think we're both like so obsessed with making sure that we're staying ahead of it or at least like as in tune with it as we can. Because the more you learn about yourself, the more you change things. It's like you're just like, I think that's really how you're, you're um, building that edge against decrepitude. It's not like just going in the gym and like, you know, working as hard as you can, but it's like, how can I put some like quality muscle on myself because that's going to give me an edge. Like how can I like maximize my health right now because that's going to give me an edge. When should I start supplementing with maybe HRT to like push back menopause or andropause because that's going to give me an edge. It's like all yeah. those marker, like I think we're both starting to get really obsessed with it because we see that life, life happens fast. Yep. Like, I think, like, once you have a kid, like, I feel Every like since we have by, Zoe, like, it's, like yeah. it's, you know, Every second is precious and it goes by fast. Well, you brought up HRT and that's like another thing that I've talked about before is like, you know, these things all can affect each other, right? So like HRT has its benefits, but one of the things to keep an eye on is whenever you're introducing androgens, you're taking mm -hmm. stuff, Yes. Um, you, you produce more red blood cells, which can increase your blood volume, your blood viscosity, increasing your blood pressure. So like what like, type, just be more precise, what type here, like, Testosterone for guys? Yes, so okay. testosterone or any anabolic for that will raise your red blood cell count. Okay. Um, 
And, it, you know, that's something you got to keep an eye on as part of the management of some of these therapies is regularly getting blood work, regularly sometimes giving blood. You know mm -hmm. that I just like gave blood a couple of weeks ago and that even brought my blood pressure down yes. too. But when your red blood cells get too high, like you got to keep an eye on it and understand how all these things can affect each other because it's not just one thing. And, and I think that it's only responsible for mm. you you know, no one's going to be an expert in your body except for you. you yes. Know? Like, no one's going to take that level of, of accountability and responsibility. So it's up to you to understand what you need. You know, go to the experts for advice, know where to go. But at the end of the day, like, you got to keep an eye on this stuff. Yeah, you can. You really need to, to follow your gut feeling because I, you know, for me and you, there's so many times that you're like, okay, the expert is telling me this, but it, it doesn't feel good. And not in a way that is, oh, boohoo, it doesn't feel good because it's hard. Yeah. Like, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that we go all in, we do the work, we do it exactly the way, you know, they say to do it. And you're like, wait, it doesn't work. Yep. So, okay, maybe this is not it for me. Like, so now you get to try something new and learn about yourself. Well, one thing we've learned about doctors is they really don't like being wrong. You know, so, yes. so, you know, like it's, it's always like, well, if it didn't work, it must be something that you did wrong. Yes, <laughs> you know? and everyone's like, different. We all have different background. We all different, all have different genetic, yeah. all different culture, environment. Like there's just, you know, we ha all have our own life experience on ourselves. So being like flexible is, you know, it's really the way, especially I think, um, you know, looking at, a lot of the information like most of it when it comes to like fitness training and nutrition has been done by men for men yeah so there's really like there's finally starting to have a lot more information for for women but literally the way you eat doesn't work for me at yeah. all no it doesn't and and vice versa you know i've got my own can of worms like where i don't really process fats so they don't really affect me mm -hmm. both for better or worse yeah they're awesome they taste great and i don't gain any weight or <laughs> yeah, anything which is but at the same time i have a hard time producing cholesterol yes. like i have very like like dangerously like low literally cholesterol literally the opposite yeah. for that i have a lot of super healthy cholesterol and my my body just responds to the fat you yes. wear it instantly. <laughs> yes. and and sometimes it's honestly like we're talking about medical stuff but i think there's also a message here to really clearly be honest with yourself of like what do you want like what's the end game what do you want mm -hmm. long term versus what you want right now yes. and you've had this conversation we've had it together honestly when it comes to bodybuilding and building muscle is like there was a point a few years ago where you know one of our coaches was saying like okay Dave you know you got to get to 270 mm -hmm. pounds now for the, the next the next round of nationals or whatever and we just knew like hey listen like that's just not going to be a healthy thing yes you know and it, it would be cool to put on muscle and even now that I, i'm you know looking at at after the age of 40 what do mm -hmm. i want the next hopefully 30 40 years to look like um you know i i, I think there could be a compromise where yeah you want to be muscular you want to have imposing aesthetics and feel strong but you also want to prioritize health and something i've been thinking about is just like that basic body mass mm -hmm. index is like do I really want to be like 250 pounds or would I be okay at like 220 with much better health mm -hmm. markers and not feeling like I have to be the biggest guy in the room or something like that? Yeah, there's a lot of things that are fleeting. There's a lot of things that you need to ask yourself. Is this is this ego? Mm -hmm. am, I, am I like stroking something that maybe, <laughs> maybe no? Or like, is it something that I really want to give it a shot and, you know, and see, but... 
the more information you have, the better. And I think where people make a mistake is when they don't look. They're like afraid to look or they don't want to know oh, about yeah. it. Oh yeah, we or, know so. Or they, yes. they, they learn about it and somebody gives them the talk and you're like, hey, like do something about it now before mm -hmm. it comes from. And it's like in one ear and out the other. Like, yeah, 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 whatever. You don't know well, what you're talking about. And we both have been there because when you're young, you think you're invincible. Yep. Like, you know, it, when I was competing in my, in my 20s, it was like... <laughs> I would have ran through yeah. a wall, oh, like okay. because you're like there was that study where you're they like took I'm Olympic good, but then you, said, you start hey, getting hurt, and if, you're like, ee! if there was a drug that would allow you to win an Olympic gold medal, but you'd lose thirty years of your life, would you take it? And like all of the Olympians said yes, Jeez, <laughs> you know. Uh, and, wow. and it's, I mean, that's the context, and, and I, I understand because you don't know what it means yet. You don't know what it means yet, but and that like, feels like it's so far away, like it's never going to get there. And and listen, like I am, a, I am a hundred percent a proponent of like living your best life, and yes. and don't be average, don't be average. But but also keep in mind that like like life doesn't end at at like twenty, yeah. it doesn't end at thirty. That's something that I've been thinking so much about these days because I feel like I'm entering my next life chapter. But I'm looking back at the amount. It was the first chapter. It wasn't like it was pre-life. It was pre-life. Pre <laughs> <laughs> no, the next chapter of my current life. Like you know, I feel like life is chapter, yep. right? It was like I was like my my young wild self, and then I like kind of you know. It was like so saved by the bell, Miss Bliss, and then the high school, and then the oh god, not the college years, but then the beach club. No, was but cool, it was right. Just... Remember that one? Zach was like. I don't Stacey know Percy. any of that because I'm Canadian. <laughs> I haven't watched any of those. Oh, Mark Paul Gosselin. But it was listening. like. I fucking love you, man. Right? It's like under under 26, your brain is like developing. And then I do feel like when I turned 26, I was like, wait a second. Yeah. Like, I want to help people. I'm just a little speck of sand. You might sand. not be equipped to make any like major life changing decisions before 26. Yes. Just FYI, if you're out there and you're, you're, you're yes. younger and you think you should do something, just ask wait some until. Wait until you're old... 27. Hey, let's take, we, in less than five minutes, let's take some calls. So we have some people that are actually. Jeremy, our, our podcast manager, has them. Wait, on let me call finish real right quick now. before the call. I was gonna say, I've accomplished a lot in like the first thirty years. I can like accomplish a lot more, you know. Yeah, it, it, probably an equal. So or it's not now. over, right? <laughs> yeah. It's exciting. Yeah. Um, okay, All right. So who who's we have this, some calls? Uh, this is. I don't know. It's a surprise. Okay, let's see. Let's let's take the call. Here we go. Whoa, okay, Barry from Long Island. <laughs> well, so he's got the tire around his waist, he can't question. see his jerk anymore. Uh, thanks, Barry, thank you for your call. Uh, he sounds like he sounds like a great guy. Sounds like he's been eating pierogies at his grandma's house in New Hyde Park. Um, what do you think, Cammie? You're getting rid of the tire around the waist. You know, uh, it's for, for people like Barry who are maybe not, you know, unquote fit and they're wondering where to start, I think that there's like an easy three-step process you can take. And the first step is go to your pantry and your refrigerator yes, uh. and just take out all the shit that's going to hurt you. So take mm -hmm. away the soda, the highly processed food, the pizzas, the sugar, you know, laden stuff, the, the cookies, like just take mm -hmm. it. I know there's an emotional attachment to it for a lot of us. So just take it, put it in a bag and put it like at the top of a closet. So you don't have to throw it away. Or Maybe go you'll pick it up in. later. Go but just it. put it somewhere you're not going to get out after. That's step one. Step two. Go to the grocery store 
and shop just only at the perimeter of the grocery store. Skip the bakery, right? But you go, you take a right, you got your fruits and vegetables, then you got your meat and you got your dairy aisle. Like just, you know, go in there and pick maybe like three different types of fruits and vegetables you like to eat, three different types of meats you like to eat, maybe a couple of good sources of fat, even if it's like butter and avocados or something. And then the last step is only eat that stuff. Don't even worry about quantity yeah. and macronutrients. Be like, okay, the only thing I'm gonna eat is this stuff because it's probably of a much lower glycemic value that is ultimately gonna help you regain better insulin sensitivity, lower your fasting glucose, and get you into a state where you have a much better shot at just fixing the internal chemistry before you start, you know, unquote dieting. Yeah, and another uh, thing that's great for this is just doing some fasting. Yep, that's another one. Get your MCT oil coffee and uh, like, do like some fasting. Fasting has, has been shown to reduce, reduce the waist circumference. Do you want to take this next call? <laughs> sure. Okay, here we go. You know, wow. I have uh, you know, broad shoulders and blue eyes and a nice package. Oh. Pure. And uh, I like to do the crossfit, but I want to put on more of the muscle, you know, so I can be a big macho man. Okay. <laughs> All right. Was ben? So it's, it's Hans from Brussels. Hans from he's, uh, <laughs> he's broad shoulders and a nice package. He uh, does crossfit. He I wants mean, to put on muscle. So, um, well, listen, I, I, I think. You said I was taking this one. Yeah, you take that Are one. Are you so, taking tell, that tell one? Us, tell, tell, was it Hans or Sven? Was it Sven Hans. or Hans? Hans? Okay. You said, I mean, I, can, I, I feel remember. like you know him more than me. I was stuck in the Frozen movie. Go ahead. Okay, so I think like a starting point for a lot of people that do CrossFit that want to put on more muscle, like a little bit more of um, like choosing to not do it all is a good start. You got 30 seconds. Um, you got 30 seconds. <laughs> um, so a lot of CrossFitter, they'll like do the strength and then do like a ton of cardio with it. So go for like three days of pure hypertrophy focus. So just dedicated hypertrophy, like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, yes. maybe CrossFit on the off days. Yes. I think that's a great form. Yes. All that, right. That's the form. We can keep going longer the way we're filming. Oh, okay. So well, that's, a, that's a great... Because so <laughs> I know we got more callers on the line, so why not? <laughs> well, let's just finish this one. Well, hey, so let's go beyond that. Like, um, So that's a great formula to start. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, do legs, back, upper body. And then do CrossFit and those of day. But you're talking about hypertrophy training, right? Yeah. So I think there's context here. Like if you're a CrossFitter, functional fitness athlete, like you can still do this stuff in the CrossFit gym. You don't need advanced machines no. No, to no, abort no. your community. Like stay in the gym just with barbells and dumbbells. There's tons of good programs up there out there. We write a lot we of the one when it comes the, to hypertrophy them. and functional yes. fitness. And one three-day week program that I really love, and you know this is the first program I ever wrote, was that 90-day Get Huge program, mm -hmm. where it's just like, hey, there are tempos, there's volume, there's a progression, it's only three days a week, you can still do it in the gym. In fact, there are a number of gyms that are actually running it as their unquote strength yes. program in their affiliate programming, and you could easily integrate this because I don't. It shouldn't be one or the other. It shouldn't be like CrossFit or bodybuilding. You should be able to blend it both. You should be able to like kind of blend everything if you like do it the right way yep. and you can still do like some cardio what we're talking about don't do like the same way i blend it's just this i blend endurance training and distance running with bodybuilding now because yeah. look tell them how far i ran the other day okay you, you 17 miles mile. minus 13 miles 
All right, so you can do it all. Go check 90 Day Get Huge. Okay. Three days of hypertrophy a week. If you want to do cardio on those days, stay on stay on a zone too. So so lower your heart rate. If, well, we'll talk more about you using words, and I don't know what that means. What is zone two? Zone two is like a hundred and ten to thirty beat per minute. So okay, rate. so you can like you can have a conversation. with You somebody. can have a conversation. Okay. It won't break down like muscle. Too so it's much. A high, just aerobic. So just okay. aerobic. You're just breathing a little bit more heavy. But if you go in the high intensity, you're starting to break down muscle. So when, when your when your lungs start burning, when you can no it's longer hold much. a conversation, yes. your heart rate gets up to like yes. 150 beats a minute. Yes. That's probably okay. So you want to use that to you know have a higher energy expenditure, so you can get leaner while you put on muscle. Plus, we love the benefits of of, of like slow, steady state cardio, yes. just in terms of like energy, uh, metabolism, mental acuity, yes. even like doing long, you know, and we say cardio, remember like, remember when like a 20 minute workout <laughs> sounded insane to us? Yes, and then we, we prep like, for a show. <laughs> That's way too long. And then you fast forward to like when we're doing bodybuilding shows and we're doing like two and a half hours of cardio. Yeah, I was doing three, <laughs> three plus hour a day at the end, which was, okay. I mean, a lot of walking. All right. Wait, do we, I got one more? Is no. there another one? I think that, yeah, I'm we got to do I think there's one more. Is it a girl? Maybe it is. I don't know if there's one more. Do we have one more? I see. We can I see, save it for. I see Jeremy has the light is blinking, Jeremy. You got to hit the code on the phone. <laughs> Jeremy is freaking <laughs> it. All right. This is Wait, it. No, no, no. Dave, we got no, one more. Here we no, go. No, this is it for Wait. today. This is it. Oh, no. from down in the bayou likes his likes his fried chicken um i like fried chicken too um <laughs> <laughs> yeah go answer before this goes answer. completely off the rails uh it can be hard to kick that sweet tooth whether it's actually for sweets or for fried chicken or whatever it is and i think um one thing that people sometimes think is that it, the, a diet has to be like an all or none kind of venture mm -hmm. like hey if i don't do the whole thing completely strict weighted measured hitting my targets every day then it's just like a waste and that's just not the case um i think for somebody who does have that hankering for whatever for me sometimes it's like spaghetti uh orange chicken burgers blueberry pie blueberry, cookies, blueberry pie cake. i'll eat an entire <laughs> blueberry pie um for me those things actually help me stay compliant with my diet because I have a certain day of the week. Typically we would do this on say like a Thursday where we would say, okay, Thursday's the free meal and the free meal is where you get to have that thing you want or, you know, but that's the window, that's the time and place for it. Well, there's a, there's a place, there's a place and a purpose for it. So if you're dieting hard and eating very clean all week, um, increasing your insulin sensitivity all week, and then you have one day where you eat more and you eat that, that, sweet thing once once a week it can help like increase your metabolism oh, that's right. shoot yeah. your insulin up help you recover at night and then as you go back in you know your diet um you're you're most likely going to get leaner when i have athletes that are doing like so long... on purpose with purpose like there's definitely room to yeah. 
eat those those treats. When I have athletes that are doing long diets, and usually this is like prepping for a show where it's not a four week kind of thing, but it's more of like a 16 to 20 week type yeah. of thing. Once they get down to the point where we're not gonna really be able to do much more cardio and we really can't take many more calories away, everything is low, they get to the point where their metabolism can shut down unless you keep it going. Yes. That free meal at the end it's of the really week. It's really good for them. It helps replenish their glycogen stores mm -hmm. and allows them to get back and then be strict because like usually Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, it's getting like increasingly yes. harder and like, oh, Wednesday's I'm really hungry. Wednesday's always hard. And, but then you know Thursday, like that's your free meal and mm -hmm. all you gotta do is stay tight until 4 p.m. and you get to have your thing and enjoy and laugh about how good. Things taste so good when you're hungry. Well, it is good after you fast and your it, hormones get balanced and your insulin sensitivity it, it, is great. Taste, you taste every morsel. It's so much more enjoyable. Strawberry but are like the best thing. If Remy from the Bayou, who likes to rub fried chicken on his belly, if he's if he's doesn't know how to kick it, the answer is you don't have to completely kick it. But you can but, do it on purpose with purpose. And give yourself and a, get benefit a, out a, of it. Yeah, do it with discipline so that it's giving you something. Yes. Right. All right. All well, right. Fun, this is it for today because we mommy is tired and it's very late. If you have any questions that you'd like to do for next week's podcast, feel free to dial in to Camille's cell phone. <laughs> I'm going to put the number at the number. No, uh, but if you want to DM us at yeah. Thunderbro, DM us a question. If you'd like us to answer it, you can also DM it at Ferose Fitness. And uh, we'll bring it up on the podcast next week and give you an answer. And, uh, you know, we'll give you a phone number to leave a creepy message on. All right. Thank you, guys.